Hey there, my friend. Welcome back to another great episode and a great week. It's fall where I live and the weather is cooling down and the trees are changing colors. And speaking of changing, do you find yourself changing your visuals on social media a lot? Like, I mean, a lot, a lot. The reason I ask is today on the show, I'm joined by Naomi G, who is a graphic designer and a brand strategist. And she teaches entrepreneurs the importance of weaving together the message of your brand into the stories of your daily life. If you find yourself stuck into the scroll of Canva templates and you question your visual consistency, then this episode is a must listen. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of visual content. Speaking of content, I want to make you aware of a brand new offer I created just for you. Did you know you can create less but better content without spending hours and hours on your laptop? I now offer content clarity coaching sessions. So if you want to simplify your content creation process so you can create less but better content and maximize your visibility, this one-on-one coaching experience is for you. All you need to do is head to bossladyandsweatpants.com and click the button work with me to get all the details. But for now, grab your pen and paper and let's dive into visual consistency. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And today I am joined by Naomi G. And we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. We're going to be jamming about Canva and visual branding. It's one of my favorite things to do when it comes to my business. But I invited Naomi on today because she is going to give her, give us her expert perspective on all things when it comes to Canva templates and when it comes to maintaining that visual consistency, especially when we're in a world of video now, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Naomi. Do us a favor. Tell us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. My name is Naomi G. I'm a brand strategist and designer. I help um, mompreneurs and people in the health and wellness space get their visual brands on track so that they stop looking like an amateur and start looking like an expert. I also like to put it in terms of stop looking cute, but forgettable and start growing brand recognition, um, because that's what really we all want is to be recognizable when somebody sees our stuff and just split second knows that we're adding value to their life. So that stop the scroll effort. And I love how you pointed out brand recognition, because it's one thing to use Canva, right? And just apply your brand colors. But it's another thing to have that visual element that makes your brand stand out and be like, oh, just by looking at this, I know who this is. I'm going to stop the scroll and I'm going to see what he or she has to offer or what they have to say just by that visual consistency, which we're going to get into. 
But I think the first question I want to get into, because I know my audience, and I'm guilty of this too, when it comes to Canva, I love it so much and I can be super creative, but sometimes that creative brain can be like the opposite double-edged sword for me. How do we navigate the overwhelming sea of templates in Canva and not waste our scrolling to find the right one. Because I'm guilty of this. Even like yes. a podcast episode, I'll just type in templates and I'll put in podcast episode. And you get all these beautiful options. And sometimes yes. I'll spend way too much time trying to figure out the right one, which one represents me, how am I going to put my brand colors in there? So help yeah, us with that exactly. overwhelm. I'm so glad you're starting here, Allison, because what people do is they turn Canva into its own social media and they just scroll and scroll and scroll forever. And that you really can get sucked into this wormhole and just waste hours. And then at the end of the day, you're like, what did I do for my business today? <laughs> and that is, I mean, here's the thing. I am a graphic designer. And so some graphic designers might begrudge me for saying this, but Canva is a necessary tool. And I, I don't think that takes any business away from my business there. You need Canva. Many businesses can't afford professional design, or they just have fun doing it like you do. And they don't want to hire a designer. And so I fully embrace that people are using Canva, but I want people to be able to use it strategically. So it helps move their business forward and not let it turn into social media scrolling because we don't even realize that's what we're doing. We're just like pretty things. Ooh. It, I mean, it happens on Pinterest too, doesn't it? We, we oh, go in absolutely. to find a recipe and we're like, the next thing we know, we, we pinned a workout, a kid's craft for the next day. We, you know, what? Oh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm making for dinner still. And so oh, I've, I've um, pinned a whole like fall like wardrobe to... and I'm like, I'm not going to buy any of that, but I'm pinning it because it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all I did was search ground beef. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, I love to tell people to start by figuring out what their style is. And here's how I help people do that. I tell people to set a timer, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, however much time you feel like you'll need or however much time you have in your day. You know, a lot of moms who are running businesses don't have an hour. So set a timer for 20 or 30 minutes, whatever you can do and embrace the scroll. Just keep scrolling. It doesn't have to be just social media. You could scroll posters. You could scroll presentation templates. You can scroll all kinds of things on Canva. And in a new tab, open everything that resonates with your business. This is how I want my business to feel. Open it in a new tab so that the template itself is open as if you're going to create something. And when your timer goes off, shut down the scrolling, close that window where you have the options. And now you only have the tabs open that were inspiring to you and how you want your business graphics to feel. And what that does is it creates all of these options for what you want things to look like. So then I tell people either get your digital notepad or your tangible notepad and start writing down the commonalities behind all of these things. Maybe it's that they all have circles. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize I want my business to be represented in this way. Maybe they're all very earth tones. So write all those things down. What's in common between all the tabs. You could have 10 tabs open. You could have a hundred tabs open, you know, who knows you're, everyone is so different and what's going to resonate with them. Maybe everything's earth tone and you see one that's neon colors and you can be like, okay, clearly that was just like something else resonated with that. What resonated with that neon color one, 
pinpoint what that is that has commonalities with the rest and then shut it down. Close out that tab that has neon colors because clearly that's not where you're headed. So do you see where I'm going? Find those commonalities and you're going to start honing in on what your company's style wants to be. And this goes so deeply into branding because branding, everybody thinks of a logo. Mm-hmm. But your branding is so much more than your logo. Branding is how you make your customers and your audience feel, how they resonate with your company as if it were an entity in their life. You know, what story are you inviting them into? Is it one of chaos because you're haphazardly posting graphics everywhere? Or are you inviting them into a well-structured story that they can see what their place is in that story and that you are guiding them through a journey to, you know, ultimately give them success for whatever it is you're selling them. And so I like to tell people that that chaos is clutter and we want to clear that clutter away and we want just clarity in your graphics. And, you know, I'm a story brand certified guide, so I do messaging work for people as well. And that's where we always start is with clarity in your messaging, but I always translate that into design as well. We need clarity in what you're designing because without it, people are confused. And if we make people burn too many calories to recognize our brand in their mental calorie burning, they're going to just scroll right past us because they don't realize it's us and they'll never realize, oh, that's the value I always get from this account. I always want to stop my scroll when I see this person because they add so much value to me. So um, that list that you make after you have your hundred tabs open is really how you're going to hone down and start honing in on your style, if that makes sense. It does. And would you suggest when you have all those tabs open and if there is a template that you're just like, this this is it. I just absolutely love this. I want to use it. Do you recommend to your clients or maybe to my audience within Canva to have make some folders and make it your inspiration folder? Can you save those templates to an inspiration folder so you can access them later and start designing with them? You know, I don't, but it's a great idea. And I think I will from now on, because I do that on Pinterest when I'm designing a brand for someone uh, like the visual branding in terms of their just getting started with their logos and things like that. I do that for Pinterest. We do an inspiration board. I've never done it for Canva, creating someone's style, but it is an amazing idea, Allison. And I'm going to from now on, because <laughs> yeah. I think that's really helpful. I do tell people to keep those tabs open and maybe like pull them out of that window into their own window. The ones that they are like, I'm totally starting with this in terms of making my own templates, but I've never told them to just save that template and then come back to it later, which I love that idea. Yeah, because I have a tab or a folder called elements I like, because how many times do you find like an element, like a like a quote graphic or something like that? And it's like, I know I'll never find it again. So I always save like random little things to a a folder called elements I like. So I know that I could go grab that little quote block and I know that it'll look the same on all of my graphics if I'm going to change it out. So that's a little like. Yeah. Well, insider tip right there. Start using those folders in Canva because they're there for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a whole part of um, what I walk people through too, is staying organized in Canva because um, I think people miss that they can create folders, that they can create a, like an archiving system and, and stay organized in that way. And we systematize everything else in our businesses. You know, we systemize our finances, our proposals, our, our shipping or whatever your business is doing. And 
for some reason, when we get to the creative part, we don't think that there's systems we can put in place, but there are. And so I love those ideas that you have and what you do for your own business and creating those systems because they save you so much time in the end. And in the beginning, they might not save you time. It might feel like you're like, okay, this is a lot of time to put in, but that's how systems go. You put in the work at the front to set them up and then they're going to be so useful and time-saving. And I'm guilty of that. When I first started using Canva, I didn't utilize folders at all. So to go back and find something is, I I actually try not to and just find it again because it's like, I don't want to go down that wormhole of everything yeah. that I've gone through. And if someone's listening and they're like, how do I like save a template? So if you have a template open, all you have to do is go to the top and go to, I think it's like file and then save to a folder. And you can actually create a folder and you can just say templates I like or templates I love or call it your brand board inspiration, inspiration, like know what you're going to call it and make sure that you just dump everything you like into that one folder. So if those who are listening didn't know how to do that, now (laughs) you do. Now I want to shift things in the past. If you save things Mm -hmm. in the past and you don't have folders set up, go create your folder and then in your projects, you can see everything you've done in the past. So you can find that one you saved before and the little ellipsis, the three dot button, just click that and there's a move option. So you can say, move it to that folder. Yeah. And I've done that too. And I know I need to do more of that for sure. <laughs> I have way too much in my project folder. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to jump to visual consistency. Now that our audience understands how to get inspired through Canva, stop wasting time, get those templates saved in a folder. But with video being such a huge, huge part of social media, it's just everywhere. How do you maintain visual consistency? Yeah, such a good question. Um, I'm going to say a few obvious things to start. Um, You can create covers for your reels. And so I don't know about anybody else, but when I see a reel that I like or something that I thought was funny or whatever, I tend to go to that account and it will automatically take me to their reels page that their reels, um, I'm losing the word feed. And so you can have covers there for your feed that have, you know, the topic title or whatever it is that you're about to talk to about in that reel. And that is an awesome way to create consistency in your feed, because as much as we don't necessarily go to our regular feed anymore to see somebody, people are going to the reels feeds all the time because they want to binge the content for one creator. And so when you're creating reels, even though in somebody's random everyday scrolling, they might not see the cover, creating covers to those is going to create a huge amount of consistency that comes across as expertise in what you're doing and shows you take your business seriously. Um, another way is when you're putting text on your reels, um, then overlay that text with the color that's in your brand. And there's different, you know, you could find a tutorial out there about how to pick your brand colors and things like that for your fonts. Um, So I won't verbally walk through that kind of thing right now, but you can apply those colors at the very minimum, choose either black or white and stick to it to just Mm -hmm. be consistent and don't be changing the font that you use every time. Don't be, you know, rainbowing it up. You know, sometimes we change the color for one word to add emphasis or something like that. And that's a little bit different, but, um, 
don't look as if a different person created it every time. Stay consistent with the text and the font and the colors that you're using. And that in and of itself is going to create consistency. Another option, which is not going to work for everybody because we all have our opinions about how to do social media, but is to have the same or the same series of backgrounds every time you do a video. So maybe I'm always in my office or I'm always in front of my fireplace, which tends to be what my standard is. Um, I'm maybe you're always in your backyard in front of your apple tree, or you're always in a hammock. I don't, you know, whatever branding you have for your brand. So just have that consistency of location for where you're making your videos so that as you're scrolling or as your audience is scrolling, that is, they see that scene and they recognize it as you. So for example, I follow a fellow designer And she is always on her balcony. And I know when I'm scrolling, even if she's not in the camera view yet, as I'm scrolling, I see the balcony and I kind of slow down because I'm like, oh, my friend, I'm going to look at her content, you know, and because it's always in the same setting. And so that is a great way to create that visual consistency that stops a scroll and they know what's coming next. Another way, because carousels, went out for a while and now it's back in, it's not as heavy as it used to be, but it is coming back and carousels, um, are going to be able to bring back in that visual consistency in a graphic way. So having, you know, that title slide for your carousels that clearly states almost like an opt-in what they're going to get in the rest of the carousel. Um, and having that be really consistent in the same ways with the font, the, um, the colors and the way that it's presented is all going to help you with that. I encourage people in those folders that we already talked about to, to go through and create a folder for each type of post that they're going to create. So Hmm. let's go with a, a health coach, for example, and maybe they focus on, um, macro nutrient tracking. So, I'm going to tell them that, you know, maybe they have a motivation Monday. So have a template for motivation Monday. Maybe they have um, a macro tracking Tuesday. So they always have a post about macros on Tuesday and have a specific type of template for that. Maybe they share client testimonials on Thursday. So they have a testimonial template for that. And maybe they have, you know, um, fitness tip Friday where they bring in, you know, a friend from the fitness industry and they share with their clients um, together. And so have a template for that. So I tell people brainstorm all the types of posts you're going to be doing and use the content categories or buckets that you've set up for your business and use those to create those categories of your posts. And from there have a template for everything that you would potentially post. And that's where the, um, conversation we already had comes in. If they found something that they're like, I'm so going to use this in that scrolling timer that they had come back to that, that you saved and start creating that to be your ongoing template. Say, okay, this is perfect for my client testimonials. I'm going to update this with my colors and my font and put in a sample testimonial exactly how I want it to see, and then save that as your template. So that next time you have a client testimonial, you just go in and you update the text and that's all you have to do and download it and you're good to go. So did you see how that kind of comes in as well? So across the board, we've got graphics, we've got videos, but the ultimate goal is to be consistent. No matter if it feels like I have all my colors, that's the least of my worries, especially with video, just be consistent with how you're appearing um, because people are going to recognize you visually a lot faster. 
I love that. And going back to the real covers, I don't know if my audience knows this. If you choose to, you can actually go back to your existing reels and edit it and add a cover. So you can either choose to start today with covers or you can actually go back and add them. So maybe the top part of your feed has that visual consistency. Now, I want to ask, probably this is backing up a bit more of a broader question. Where does someone start when creating their branding for social media? Because it can be overwhelming and they can use a lot of different options. So where do they start with social media branding? Yeah. So like we already talked about, branding is how we make somebody feel. And so the first thing I like to tell people, especially because when I work with a client, I'm generally creating their visual brand for them, their logo and their colors and their typography and all of that. I like to tell them, I know you're excited about your logo, but -hmm. this is not your profile picture. You, especially if you are a solopreneur and you are the face of your business, put your face as your profile picture because people relate to people and we want people to relate to your business. So, um, that's the first thing I would say is don't put a logo because it makes you feel corporate. It makes you feel unrelatable and a little bit distant from your audience. This is social media. We want to be social with people. And that starts with people being able to see our faces. Um, and so that's the first thing I would say. The next thing is your bio. When it comes to branding, a lot of people like to get really fun with their bio. They like to say how many kids they have that they golf on the weekends or like to scuba dive or, you know, whatever their hobbies. (laughs) And then they, it's completely secondary that they're running a business. And this happens a lot, especially when people transition from this being a personal account to all of a sudden they're posting, starting a business, or they've decided to not have a business account. They just want to do their personal account from now on and post business things as well. And so what I like to coach people on is to have um, a shortened elevator pitch as your bio. So you want to touch on the problem that you solve for people. So let's um, talk about that macro coach again. Let's just stay consistent with our example. So she might help someone, you know, get in control or are you tired of having being out of control with your diet? You know, because most people don't have nutrition education that we just, we just don't, we have some minimal thing we got in elementary school or high school or whatever. (laughs) And we don't, a lot of us don't go any further than that. And so um, the macro coaches that I've worked with, they start with education because they want people to know what they're putting in their bodies. So the problem that they're solving is um, food education. And so then you want to touch on that problem. Then you want to say what your solution is. So that person might say, I use everyday language to explain how the food going into your body is not good. It's not bad. It just fuels your body. You know, um, and this is a little long-winded. Everybody needs to workshop theirs to be social media short. But um, do you see how I'm saying this is your problem? This is my solution. And then I like to paint like a little bit of a promised land type of a thing. So like, so that you can feel good in your body again, so that you can be confident in what you're eating or, you know, so that you can overcome negative food mindsets. Does that make sense? How that, that this is the ultimate goal that I want for you. Um, and so I like to bring it, bring it there first. And then if you have room, you can say you golf, I suppose. 
Um, but <laughs> I like to be a little bit more focused on the business and the problem, the solution and the promised land is what I like to call it, where somebody wishes that they were, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's where I start in terms of branding. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with what you're posting, but it matters if you set up your account in a way that shows you have an expertise that you're sharing with the world. And I a hundred percent agree with you with the profile picture and the bio, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're starting the journey, maybe they've been in their journey for a few years and they can't understand. Maybe they feel that their personal branding isn't working and they might feel like maybe I need to tweak my colors or whatnot. And it's really, you have to hone in on the messaging piece. And that is crucial in your bio. And you said something that I want to point out that I thought was great. When you're going through, not only is it the elevator pitch, but you're adding that promise because what that does, it takes the focus off of you as the individual and you're now putting the focus on your audience. And that's what people need to understand when we'll just take Instagram, for example, if someone's scrolling Instagram and they go to look at the profile at your profile, they're not going to your profile to really know more about you. They're going to your profile to know what's in it for them. They want to know what they can get out of you. So you need to have that brand message very clear, simple and clear for them to understand this is who it is. This is what they do, but they're going to solve a problem for me. And this is how they do it. So there That's has right. to be something in, you know, in your bio that focuses on your ideal person, your one person that you want to work with. And I, if you walk away with anything today, you have to nail your bio, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. And I even think it's really important when they go to your homepage on your website. And I don't know if you agree with this, Naomi, and I'm seeing this a lot, but there is like at the top, even above your header and above all your buttons, a lot of these new templates now have a statement. And that is also another great place to put that statement because they're going to know mm -hmm. instantly who you are, what you do, what you offer and your solution. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Could you do you feel the same way? Are you starting to see that on websites and on the header yeah. there? So I mentioned before, I'm a story brand certified guide. What that is, is that I have been certified in a framework that helps people create their brand messaging through the lens of storytelling and not just telling the business's story, but like you've said, inviting customers into a story that they actually want to be part of. Part of that process is setting up the audience, the client as the hero of the story. And we as a business step back and we enter the role of being a guide. We guide our audience and our clients through a process that leads them to success. And um, that is a hard transition for a lot of businesses because we love to talk about ourselves. And even if we don't, it's easiest to talk about ourselves because we know about ourselves. We know about our business. It's our passion, or at least it used to be. And we, we have the ins and outs of this industry. We have insider language and all of those things. So it's so easy to talk about ourselves, but 
we do need people to instantly know that they're in the right place when they come to our business. And if all we're doing is talking about ourselves, that's hard for them. Like I said before, that's mental calories they have to burn to figure out that they're in the right place. We want to burn the calories for them and have them just instantly know. So I haven't seen as much of what you're talking about, just a a statement at the top, but how I coach people through is that their headline that before the scroll, um, section of their website needs to clearly say exactly what you've just said, who they serve and the problem that they solve, because that helps someone when I go to a website, know, yep, I'm in the right place. These are my people. And even if I end up not working with or buying from that company, I have made a split second decision. I'm going to keep scrolling and I'm going to find out more. And that's the same for our Instagram bios as well. Is that that instant, like, okay, these are my people type of a feeling. And so when we do that, we make that connection and that no like, and trust factor grows. And that's that feeling of branding. That's how we start to grow that brand recognition from the roots is that, that connection that says like, okay, they get me. Yeah. I love that. And I think when we're talking about like through storytelling, it's, I want to say that we're not talking about, you have to dump your dirty laundry all over social media on your website and go into these long, long stories and be like a hundred percent vulnerable. That's not what we're saying. For me, storytelling is taking little bits of your everyday and meeting your audience, how they're feeling now, and then show them what's possible by working with Mm -hmm. you or interacting with your content. Do you agree with that, Naomi? I do agree with that. You know, nobody wants to know that our kid was up vomiting all night. (laughs) Like those are not the types of things we need to share with the world. You know what I mean? um, And so the types of things we need to share with the world are, you know, if I'm going to continue to go back to the example of macronutrient coach um, and, you know, if her child was up vomiting all night. It's going to be a struggle for her because she's going to be tired to make the decision to, to track her macros or to eat on plan or whatever it is. And so that is what she's going to talk about when she shows up on social media that day that, you know, even when I'm exhausted, even when like life just comes at you, you know, we just do our best. And that's the, that's the connection with her clients is like, we're not perfect. I'm just doing my best this morning because I'm barely alive. I'm barely awake, you know, because, and it doesn't matter if her, she decides to say my child was up sick all night, or she doesn't say why she's so tired, but her point of showing up is in that content pillar of tracking macros that I am just doing my best. And maybe one of her values in her business is like, perfect doesn't exist. We're all just making progress. And so she shows up and says, you know what, today I am just doing my best and I'm not going to track because I'm just too exhausted for that. But this is what I do when I get hit with those types of days. And then she enters this role of guide. So then everybody who's watching says, okay, here's what I can do if I'm having an off day and I just can't keep up with tracking my macros today. If Does that make sense? Yeah. I think basically what you're saying is, is storytelling is basically just taking those everyday small stories that happen to us. And if they are relatable to our audience, that's how we can relay it. Like I had a post a while back on Instagram and it got such great engagement because it was just so relatable to my audience. It was about me going to Target one day because I'm a mom, ran to Target 
and I needed new jeans, but I wasn't in the mood to go in the dressing room. So I grabbed my size that I'm, you know, I, I know it's my size come home. It doesn't fit. Right. So now I got to go back. My relation, my relatable story is I know you have done this, right. You think you're doing the right thing. You're getting the right size at target, but it just blew up in your face. And I related to like, you know, your pants aren't one size fits all and neither is Instagram. It's kind of like we try to show up on Instagram, just like everybody else, like a standard, yep. you know, size, and it just doesn't work. Like it was just such a relatable story. So my point here is start paying attention. Cause you, I think a lot of people think I'm boring. I'm not a storyteller. I have nothing to share with the world. And I'm going to call BS on that because we all have these little everyday stories or, you know, little moments that happen that I can guarantee mm -hmm. is going to relate to your audience. So use your trusty little phone, open up your notes app and just put in there what that moment was, what happened and how would it relate to your audience? And there's some content. There's con There's a possible blog post. There is an email campaign. There is an Instagram post. You can put it, you know, in your Facebook group, like what you can do a video, you can do a reel. Like there's so much that you can do. It's the power of content through storytelling. I know that was long winded, but <laughs> I think, I think everybody. Yeah. Got that. But you know, the similarity or the, the sameness between uh, your example and my macro coach example is this, they brought it back. You brought it back to your clients. How does this help my audience? Because um, what we already talked about before is like, we don't want it to be about us. We want it to be about serving our audience, giving value to our audience. And in Instagram, people come there to be educated or to be entertained. And so when we get into, it's all about me as a business mode, that feels salesy to people on Instagram because that's not what they came there for. But when we start adding value on value on value to them in these small snippets of relating our lives to their lives and our lives to how our business can help them and how our value helps them, then that no like, and trust factor just creeps and creeps and creeps higher and higher until one day you're, they're buying your program or they're buying your product and, or they're buying your course because they just, all of a sudden they just trust you. They mm -hmm. just see your content and they think this, this person has exactly what I need. You know, this literally just happened to me. I was, I was overwhelmed by the clutter on my peninsula in my kitchen. And I thought, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm going to scroll Instagram. So I scrolled on Instagram for a couple of minutes and I came to a decluttering account that I followed. And I just said, you know what? I'm buying her course, like literally just like that. But you know what? I've been following her Instagram account for a year. So she's slowly crept into my life as person I trust. And so that is what we want people to do is just slowly gain that trust factor by relating those stories of our lives into how we help our customers, because that's what people start to grow and know about who we are. That was like the perfect wrap up to almost our entire conversation. And if anyone could get anything out of this, because we talked a lot about Canva and visual consistency, but I would say that the visual parts of your brand are your visual assets. They assist your overall brand message. Your brand message is what really drives it home. Yeah. 100%. When I'm working with clients, I always start with messaging because if you don't know who you are, who your audience is, if you're not clear on your core brand message, then it's going to be 
very difficult to create brand visuals. In fact, if you decide that you are very corporate feeling brand message and you like to speak very professionally and then you have already created visuals that are very peppy and spunky and those just don't connect. And so creating your message first is a very huge component to getting your brand consistent, whether it's social media, your website, your opt-ins, your emails, it doesn't matter. That core message is so important. And then I like to talk about it. Like I actually have two analogies. One is that it's a highlighter when you have design, your design comes in and it just elevates your message so that people notice it instead of just seeing, like, if you were to read a report, um, I'm going to go straight to that two lines that are highlighted in the report and read that first, because it seems like that was something someone thought was important. So our design acts in that same way as we get on social media. And there's so much to scroll through when somebody comes on our account and they see our design that makes them stop because our message is delivering value. They've decided we're worth stopping for. And when we're recognizable through our design, then they notice right away that it's us. And the other way I like to talk about it is like a tapestry design and messaging. They need to weave together with You know, there's these two beautifully colored threads, but until they start weaving themselves together, we don't see the whole picture of who a business is. We don't see the beautiful things that they could do in our lives because either their messaging is off or their design is inconsistent. And either one of those makes us come across as an amateur in our business, even if we are an extreme expert in our field. So they both need to weave together in a way that really shows up um, like an expertise. Ooh, that was so good. I love those analogies. Uh, yeah, that was that was the perfect, perfect ending there. So this was an awesome conversation, Naomi. This I know my audience is going to get a lot out of this. So where can they connect with you to see your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram, although you'll see I haven't posted a ton recently. I took all summer, including September, off. Um, I was just a little bit overwhelmed with... Um, my kids, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so, but hello, mompreneurs. So, um, I, I had them home more often. Um, I just felt like I need to spend more time with them. And so I decided no Instagram cause it was overwhelming me. And so I'm just diving back in this month. So, um, you'll start seeing me on there more often. And that is at Naomi G design and G is my last name. So it's spelled out G E E Naomi G design. And then on Facebook, I'm, I am Naomi G and I think it's design. I don't use Facebook as much. It just auto posts (laughs) there from Instagram. And so (laughs) I'm sure you can find me through Instagram on Facebook too. So, and my website is naomig.com. Perfect. I'll make sure that everything is in the show notes and this was a great conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Allison, I hope people get some great value from this. I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.